0: Yep. All right. We're recording. Yep. All right. Welcome everyone to the rink rap report podcast. Last episode until the regular season starts up again Tuesday. We have I think it's Tampa Bay playing. I didn't even look at it. I don't care because the Leafs season starts Wednesday starts us off a nice little back-to-back Wednesday Thursday and then Saturday Um, and then we're gonna get into a lot of things. What can projections for the season for the Leafs um, Thoughts on Adam Brooks, who just got claimed on waivers by the Montreal Canadian. We're going to take a look at the TSN Top 50 list. And we're going to take a look at some over-under project- projections from Leafs, certain Leafs players. Um, Josh has a fantasy draft at 9, so we're going to try to help him out live <laughs> on that. I'll be able to do our best on that to, you know, put forth some good radio. But also, you know, yeah. Do well Well, in the draft. Exactly, exactly. As always, joined by Josh and what up, what up? How's
1: it going? Let's go! It's time. We're back. Two days away from. I hear a little bit of excitement brewing in Leafs Nation, which is good.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a lot. We've we've come a long way from four months ago. I think.
0: Oh yeah, dude. How many people were crying? I'm never watching this team ever again. Now they're back. The same people
1: who were live tweeting the first preseason game. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, First, I want to get into a Leafs little prospect update. I was posting some clips of some of. uh, some of the guys on the Instagram story there. One guy I didn't touch on, but is having a hell of a season. Topi Nimala, defenseman of the world juniors last year or top defenseman in the world juniors last year. Leaf's third round pick from 2020. Nine points in eleven games in the top finish league there. Damn. Hell of a start for him up there. Haven't gotten to watch him all that much up uh, at all yet, but by all accounts has been doing fantastic there. Um, Ronnie Irvin and off to a little bit of a slower spark, sp- uh, start, but whatever, all good, all good. One kid I wanted to touch on: the Leafs have a, the, uh, three, I want to say, three notable prospects playing in the NCAA this year. In Ryan Tverberg, who was a seventh round pick in 2020, Matthew Nyes, obviously 2021 second round pick, and Vd Mittenen, who was a Fifth or a six-round pick in 2020. I don't know why it's escaping me right now. But some big starts. Ryan Tverberg has three goals in three games with five points. Matthew Nyes, big debut in the NCAA for University of Minnesota. Sorry, I glossed over it, but Tverberg plays for University of Connecticut. Matthew Nyes for University of Minnesota, two goals in two games. Two goals in his first game, nothing in his second one, but... He had that nice toe drag that I posted there. And VD Mittenin with uh, a one goal and two games start. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes. So, decent start, especially very surprising start for Ryan Tverberg. This is a guy that's like, I uh, hate to say it, kind of like Adam Brooks, a guy that you're going to love to watch to play. Just workhorse kind of guy. Um, not the flashiest of skills, but a pretty good four checker, even though he's not the biggest of guys. Uh, but. I'm excited to continue to watch him. I mean, seventh-round pick, and he's doing this? I mean, all right, seventh-round pick out of the OJ, too. Yep. So pretty crazy there. Um, as for the OHL guys, Ty Voigt scored in his first game of the year. Pretty nice goal off the rush. And then Braden Kressler, who was a free agent signing out of camp, also had a goal in his first game as well. It's just a quick update on there. Um, I'm probably missing some guys like Artur Aktimov, but... I didn't get a chance to follow them or see what's going on there, but just from the guys that I, uh, I was tracking um, seemed like a pretty promising star, especially Matthew nice.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to just touch on a couple of things. Matthew nice might be one of those where like, I got to eat some crow. Cause I wasn't as aware of him pre-draft. So you kind of just like watch a couple of games, look at the stats he looks like he's he might be end up being a real value pick. Like I was get power forward. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and Toby Nimala, you know what prospects doing well when I'm getting I'm seeing tweets about him from like non leaf related guys. Wow. So it's like Corey Pramman was tweeting about Toby mm. Nimula, right? Oh, yeah. And I saw one other person tweet about him as well. So obviously a good start. Also, he plays for Karpat, which is mm-hmm. historically one of the better teams in the Finnish league as well. It's not like he's, you know,
0: playing on some bum team.
1: Yeah. So, we'll see. But that the, he looks and everybody has said since they've drafted him, what a pick and at, like every stop and on the way, been, yeah, World Juniors whatever, money. he's been money. So, that's a really good sign for us in the future.
0: Exactly. I agree there. Um for Matthew Nyes, I mean, just the velocity on his shot, you're going to so see hard. him
1: score a lot of goals this year. He shoots really really hard.
0: Oh, one guy missed Miko Cocon in six six assists in his first 10 games. I'm sure we'll see him come same thing that he did last year come back over once his season's over with the marlies but i like him he's a decent player we just need
1: to get amarov in the lineup
0: amarov yes um i think i've i've been trying to keep pay, pay attention with him he was injured and then he wasn't playing a lot it's it's a, he's got to come back to oh he's got to come over to north america this, yeah. it's a little bit ridiculous what's going on there but matthew nice get ready i'm going to i'm going to be posting a ton of his goals yeah, because he's going to score he's going to put yeah. forth a lot of goals this season good power forward very heavy shot, Ryan Tverberg. I'm gonna be paying attention. I mean, that's uh that's a that could be a, a money pick. I mean, seventh round picks. Some of them end up going to Canadian university and just retire after five years, whatever. Yeah. Like, what a waiver there. And then Vd keep burst on the scene in the NCAA last year. He was a very very good freshman. So hopefully he can keep that up. But. Just a little update on a few Leafs prospects. I like to keep uh, an eye on some of them and see what's what's going on there. So, let's jump into it. Uh, what do you guys want to go into? Adam Brooks first?
1: The, the roster crunch. Yeah. What we were talking about last week and the week before, like, what was going to happen. You know, we had too many forwards, and ironically enough, we spent, I don't know, half an hour talking about it, and it just kind of worked itself out, unfortunately, as Ilya Mikhaev suffers an unfortunate injury. He's going to be out long term. I don't know exactly Broken how thumb, long. Eight weeks. I, it's eight, eight weeks minimum. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, and I could see them taking their time with him, especially with uh, he previously injured his hand before, right? Yeah. Like
1: get get that feel back. So, so again, it kind of works itself out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Were you surprised that Amadio made it? Uh, a little bit, because I know they – you know it's weird when you put a lot of you know investment into a guy like Adam Brooks. You you've had him for I don't know four and a half five years now, right? Mm-hmm.
0: He was a 2016 pick. So.
1: After all that, and you kind of you put him on waivers for a guy you just signed, but I was really impressed with Mike Amadio. I think he's almost a Swiss Army knife, like bottom six center, but not like bottom six, like probably fourth line max, yeah. but he can play wing, he can play center. He was responsible. I compared him a little to Travis Boyd last episode, which yeah. I kind of think in terms of usage and deployment, he's probably going to be, again, a four. Uh, I don't want to say bottom six. That's not right. A fourth line swiss army knife could play winger could, mm-hmm. could play center kind of similar to brooks I, I talked about it a lot i think really his skating held back adam brooks at the end of the day i don't think the least saw enough improvement in that area to continue their investment with him so they went with amadio over brooks and brooks i think you know, he, amadio
0: is a smarter player than brooks yeah too. i agree does, i agree with that too. as i've mentioned in previous episodes does really right good thing. along the boards and does some little things very very well yeah i mean I can really, I'm really excited to see him like dig pucks and get them to Spezza there. That could be a great connection. But I mean, Amadio has more NHL games. Him and Brooks are the exact same mm-hmm. age as well. Yep. I mean, it just came down to. I was a little bit surprised on this because Amadio didn't play in that last on that in that Saturday preseason game. They gave it to Brooks. But also, if you look at the lines that I posted on on the Instagram story there. They have Dermot as the seventh defenseman, and they had Dermot in on the Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just they were taking one last look, see how these two guys look, and then make a decision. But it, it really does look, from the beat writer posts, from Kristen Shilton, it really does look like the Lilligren is going to be in the lineup on, uh, on Wednesday, and um, Amadio is going to be in the lineup on Wednesday as well. But it's a back-to-back, so I could definitely see them switching it out as well.
1: For sure. I'd i, I would be really excited to see Timothy Lilgren to start I the season. I think a lot of us would be really excited. And, again, no disrespect to Travis Dermott. But we said this when they signed him, too, right? You give him 1.5 for two years. You got guys behind him that are chomping at the bit. And now you're giving 1.5 mil to your seventh defenseman. It's kind of a weird situation now with Travis Dermott. It makes me wonder if yeah. he's... You know, if Lilligren really shows out to start the year, is he a guy that's possibly moved? Jason, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I think they're gonna need, they need to like look at what, what happened. just happened to Ilya Mikheyev, right? We never know when injuries could strike. I'm saying hold on to Dermot for a bit. Let him play out. And I, I like what they did when they – how they gave Dermot and uh, Brooks that, like, final shot in the last game, like you said. That's what it seems like to me that what they did is said, hey, if you guys want your spot, take it. And they didn't earn it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's I'm 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 happy with Lilligan as our 6D. We like we said on this podcast a lot. We want, we wanted it to happen. I'm just excited to see Sandin Lilligan play together. They played a lot in the Mar- with uh, with the Marlies on the top pairing together. Uh, they're just going to be a fun duo to watch. And they're good, w- for sure like we only saw them for five minutes towards the end of last season. Barely played at all in the playoffs. Sandin and um, I'm just happy to see them get a lot. Like they're hopefully going to get more than ten minutes. Around ten minutes of ice time. It'll be fun to watch in that first game.
0: Yeah, it's the combination that a lot of people have been clamoring for, and, I mean, reasonably so. They're two pretty exciting players. Um, With that being said, I mean, I wonder how it's going to work out in an NHL position. How much are they going to shelter Shelter, them? I mean, because these are two, I mean, like Sandy's not the best defensively. He still has his hiccups here and there. Has shown very well offensively. I really have to say that moves the puck extremely well. I lo- like as I've said almost every episode. The head fakes, getting the puck up the ice. Even though he's not the quickest guy, his passing is very good. So is Lilgren. Lilgren's very very good at the stretch pass. But it's going to come down to like who are they going to be matched up against? Is it going to be a tough defensive matchup? Like I'm curious to see how that's going to work out there. And to to speak on Travis Dermott, like yes, he might not be in the lineup the first game. He might not be. But this is not a bad defenseman mm-hmm. he's a good defenseman yeah he he's been very responsible defensively he's not the he's a decent skater, pretty aggressive in the defensive zone as well just hasn't quite developed offensively mm-hmm. like I feel like this is gonna be a guy a target almost for some people to trash on simply because he hasn't developed quite the way that everyone has expected him to but then again there are some people crying thinking that he's should be a second pairing defenseman. Should he be? I don't know. Maybe, kind of. Like, probably not.
1: Depending right on the no. right team. He Probably yeah, but, hasn't sh- exactly. Mm-hmm. Not on a contending team. No. I don't think. Yeah, what I've seen a see? lot of people trashing Justin Hole. Mm. That's just
2: whatever. But I, I was just going to say that, um, uh, like we, w- the way we talk about Dermot, people might think that we don't like him. We still th- like. I still think that he's a good he's bottom. He's like a good him. bottom. Like I like what you say. He's a good bottom pair defenseman. He just. We thought like when we first got Dermot, and like the first couple of years, we kind of thought that he was going to mature into a a bigger role. And he just has never done that yet. That's why we were so um, not low on Dermot. We just he kind of is what he is right now. We don't really see much more upside in him. Whereas these other two guys, Lilligan and Sandy, there's so much upside there. There's yeah. so much, to, and I'd rather like we said all offseason. I'd rather see them play and get get the opportunity to show us that upside. And if they don't have it, they don't have it. That's okay. Like I just want to see yeah. see them Take get the that chance. Gamble. Yeah. So and, Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say one more thing. Like for that pairing, I'm really excited to see they're playing the Habs. The first game, and the Habs, like the, one their biggest strength in my opinion is their forward depth. They're, they're not the best team up front, but their third and fourth lines are relatively good. Third and fourth lines, and it makes sense to me that Lilligan and Sandin are going to be playing against other teams bottom six. So I, it's going to be right out of the gate if they're if Lilligan
1: and Sandin are playing. That's going to be a great test for them. So. Uh, these are all terrific points, really flowing here. I just want to get pat on the back. This is really good. The reason I said trade for Dermott is because not necessarily the least would want to get rid of them. I think they probably are happy with him as a, a guy who can fill in at any point. But Travis Dermot might not want to be here anymore if he's the seventh mm-hmm. defensive again. I do not again.
0: think he wants to be here anymore. So
1: that's why I here think it's is. possible. And then again, when you add in the fact he's making 1.5 million, they're a capped out team, it might just be like, Esther, get off the pot situation here, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. The second thing I wanted to touch on is the sheltered minutes point that Joe brought up, which is a great point. But try to think back: Was Dermot Bogosian as a pair? Were they playing against the toughest minutes? Really, not really, no, not right? So it's probably going to be similar deployment. Yeah, those th- those two Sandin and Lilgren were for, will for sure be worse in their own zone than Dermot yeah. and Bogosian because for Dermot's criticisms, he has been pretty good at you know mm-hmm. exits which is one of the things he does well, which is surprising because a lot of people but thought But it's he, funny
0: because the exit is get to the red line and then dump it. In yeah, her. that's the
1: thing. People thought he'd almost be the opposite where he'd struggle in his own zone yeah. and be more of an offensive player, which he really has never shown yeah. at all after he got out of Erie.
0: But I'm thinking maybe Sandin and Lilligren are up- sheltered even further because the split offensive zone to defensive zone draw for Bogosian and Dermott was 50-50. Kind of maybe, you know... You put a little bit more load on Paul yeah. Muzzin, Brody, Riley. But to Jason's point, I didn't think Montreal's depth was that good. But I mean, Armia, Evans, Gallagher on the third, it's a great line. third line. Perreault, third line. Perot, Paling, and Arturi And in Brooks. On the fourth don't forget Bur-
1: Brooks is in there. Maybe. yeah. Because okay. when you, may,
0: right, He might take paling spot When down. you add
1: Druin back in the lineup, right? That's a guy they didn't have last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Pushes a couple guys down the lineup. They, yeah. they, don't, I, they don't have a star, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Suzuki, Jason, says he's almost there. I think I probably agree with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think I like their depth up front.
2: Yeah. That's the one thing they do have, I think, is like really strong depth. Everything else, eh. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. And for people complaining about Justin Hull, hey it's the preseason. Can't get too high on guys. Can't get too low. But... Montreal fans are really not happy with David Savard. Yeah. Like, and that's their
1: brand but, new sign. they Again, like, don't get too far ahead of yourself in preseason.
0: Yeah. You also right? got to look at, like, you can't get too high on the highs because it's like, okay, you're playing Montreal, half of Montreal. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
1: We'll figure it out on Wednesday. And then going exactly. forward, you can make real determinations. But Exactly. The preseason is, I think, vastly overrated for hockey. Yeah. So...
0: I mean it gets you a good idea. You can get the full picture of guys like Nikita Gusev, Who mm-hmm. sucked. Yeah. Who just completely sucks. Where
1: it, what it, what's gonna happen? Is he gonna go back to the K now? I assume so. guessing. Nobody wants him in the NHL. Nobody signed him. Because Nothing. he sucks. So <laughs> like that's,
3: I don't
2: know. I, I if I was like one of the, like the a bottom like Ottawa, Detroit, someone like that I would have signed him. But, but you but need why? to get then your younger players. Exactly.
0: That's true. That's, that's true. He's in like I that guess. weird zone. Yeah. yeah, do you want Gusev taking taking away spots for uh, yeah, minutes make- from uh, Lucas Raymond. Yeah, you know, like, I guess. All right. Uh, Anyways, speaking on the preseason, who was one guy that surprised you in the preseason?
1: Uh, from the last time we talked, yes, I, I think I still think Josh Hosang's performance was, was just really good, and I and I really would. Wonder, I think we nailed it though. Also, remember what I said. A H L contract. A H L
0: contract. But, Avoid waivers, possibly what? NHL. One
1: thing I will say, though, is is this too crazy to think if Mikheyev had gotten injured maybe a week before, do you think it's possible Hossain got an NHL deal and started with the team?
0: Over amaggio Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's something they see that they want to work on, like a Galchenyuk type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. The Marlies, I'm not... Too sure that it would be a more interesting conversation. You're a hundred percent correct there. Yeah,
2: I, I I, don't think so. I think they still would have stuck with okay, this. I, yeah. I, I, I like the idea, but, I, but it seems like the way that they handle players like Hosang, we haven't really seen it. We've only really seen it with, um, oh my gosh, Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yep. Yeah. We've really only seen it with Galchenyuk, but I think they're going to handle it similarly. If, it, if he plays in the NHL, I think he will. But yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, they are very confident in their development group mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. not for the guys of that, nature, which yeah. are re- kind of reclamation project at mm-hmm. this point, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, and Pierre Engvall
0: is still with the Leafs as well. Yeah. So I think
1: the McKay of injury probably bought Pierre Engvall another a chance to be a oh, yeah. regular on this team, right?
0: Mm-hmm. A regular in the lineup, yeah.
1: And he's playing he's playing third line in that in that shutdown line. And, and let's say eight weeks in, that line's rolling. Uh, I doubt they'll take him off of that line. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a really big opportunity lineup, for yeah. Engvall. He's not going to have to play center either, which will it help him? I don't know. I've kind of liked him more at center than on the wing in certain Mm. aspects Um, because I do like how he skates in the neutral zone up the middle of the Mm. ice. I think he's pretty good at that. We'll see. On a shutdown line, will we see him be more physical now? Use that frame a little more. Cycle the puck a little better because that's one thing about him that we've been disappointed with. I
0: think he knows that he's under a lot of pressure. And
1: and I love that because it gives him a shot. Let him earn it, Pierre. Earn Mm -hmm. it. and We'll see
0: we've pretty much like held him as close to the fire without throwing him in
1: <laughs> as exactly. possible
0: right now which is but i mean he's not a bad player i thought he was just going to get squeezed out kind of thing and i'm all right with him on the third line there he does bring something to the lineup it's just a matter of consistency can he play a little bit more physical i mean you're 6 foot 4 like you can't be skating out there like you're 5'9 160 right so one guy that surprised me definitely, uh, Nikita Gusev, because he sucked um, 110%. Um, I thought Timothy Lilgrim was very, very good at moving the puck in the preseason. He looked a lot more confident, and that's where I'm not afraid at all that the, the Leafs are running Sandin Logren. Possibly I'm more interested than afraid that they're running Sandin Lilgrim.
2: Yeah. One, one interesting thing thing I seen uh from this lineup is first of all uh for those who don't know Matthews is already out for the first three games he's still going to take some time to recover from his injury I find it interesting that the not it makes sense but the next um center up is Kerfoot and he's going to be playing that second line role how do we feel about Kerfoot on that Nylander bunting line as like our um center in case Tavares or Martin or, or Matthews go
1: down during the season yeah it's interesting um I'm kind of disappointed, first of all, that Matthews isn't playing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that could have been handled better yeah, with the think, surgery. I think it was a re-aggravation. Yeah, I yeah. So I, but uh, long-term, I'm happy they're holding him out. You know, yeah. it's disappointing, but I'm happy they're holding I don't him
0: think, out. Yeah, I don't think it was incorrect at all. Even when you think about, remember McDavid at the end of the year, bef- uh, not last season. Two, two or with, three seasons ago, I think. Yeah, two seasons ago at the beginning where it was like, will he play to start the season? Because they were having a huge debate on whether he should get surgery on his knee or not. And it was like a day-to-day decision with McDavid there. He could have got surgery on it very, very late. Like you don't know uh, well, what I'm, yeah. what I'm, I'm not a doctor. We don't I, know I, the I behind the Anything at all. Yeah. But what I noticed with all of this, it's you take it day by day. And if it's, you, you have a setback, it's like, okay, we're going to have to do this surgery then. Yeah. Right. They want to avoid the surgery in, in a lot of cases, it seems, but if it if it's necessary, then they they have to do it, and that's what it seems like it happened with yep. Matthews here. I mean, you're playing. What is it, Montreal, Ottawa? Is it New York? The third game. I, yeah, I,
2: I think, think it's Ottawa back. It. It's I think two Ottawa games. T- Montreal, t- Ottawa, Ottawa, then New York yeah. on Monday. Uh, so they play right. Ottawa the the Senators on Thursday in a back to back. And then on Saturday they play the Senators again. So yeah. I mean let's Monday. get
1: real, they're still gonna be favored in those <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah, so they, agreed. Um uh, but the one thing I wanted to jump on that Jason said, I'm not surprised that Kerfoot was put there. I think that's the no, correct decision. All. Um but again, the question would be if Matthews comes back, Kerfoot's probably on the fourth line, it seems.
0: That's what they were running yeah. in one of the practices, in which you were not happy about the, the cap allocation mm-hmm. of that. It's just not the best use yeah. of it, no, I would like, say. But there's going to be injuries this year, and, and that's he, where you're going to be able to put Kerfoot up. He might be on the yeah. fourth, just like what happened last year. He was on the fourth line almost to end the year. He was on the second line in the playoffs, yeah. second line center. What I see with that line right there and what I noticed with Kerfoot in the playoffs, it's a he's a pretty good placeholder center. Yeah. It's going to be more so on Nylander and Bunting to recreating that offense. Mm-hmm. If those two guys aren't driving that line, that's going to do nothing. I don't think Kerfoot's going to be like moving the needle. He's just going to be holding them kind of where, to where they're. He's going to kind of get out of the way. Yeah. Dig <laughs> some pucks, pass it around a little bit, maybe a finish on a rebound here and there, but he's not going to be the driving force on that line. Mm. Like we saw in the playoffs, and people thought he was this major playoff performer. No, it was William <laughs> Nylander and it was Jason Spezza as well. Yeah. yeah. He just kind of like.
1: Right their- place, right yeah. time. It's yeah. like
0: when you're preparing dinner, but you have an actual professional chef, like making the food. Like you just, you take the plates, you set serve table, drinks, yeah. you set the table, and guess what? You've put forth a very good dinner.
1: <laughs> and I think another <laughs> another thing would be again, he's insurance. Like let's say this third line exactly. blows up in the Leafs' face. Like let's say Engval just isn't working. Let's say David Kompf is actually bad. Then Kerfoot, like, that's a very easy spot to slot him into lineup exactly. where what's well, not killing us. He's probably a competent third line center.
0: It's it's insurance there, mm-hmm. and unless you can find something at that price tag at this moment that will vastly improve the team over Kerfoot, keep him around a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's it's a good insurance policy. And
1: right there. now they're not really. It's shocking to say they're not really that capped out. Like with the Makayev injury, they got some room now if they yeah. want. Like, yeah,
2: they're they're using it to hold extra guys, which I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit of wiggle room. But yeah, yeah, no,
1: that that's a great point.
0: Exactly.
1: So, and then one more thing I wanted to say quickly: like they were running Makayev with Tavares and mm-hmm. Nylander trying to give him every shot. I don't think now that Bunting is gonna get the shot automatically because Ilya no. is injured. I don't think he's gonna let that go. I no, really. No, so the think
0: lines were with. Um, with Mikheyev in the lineup, it was going to be Mikheyev, right. Tavares, Nylander there. It seemed, even though Sheldon Keefe was like, oh, we have a competition for that second-line left-wing spot, Mikheyev was taking all the reps there. He was taking all the preseason games there. He was putting the puck in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. He was They were they were generating offense with him there, so it was like, okay, why not? But, and we've seen him work there before. My biggest thing with Ilya Mikheyev, what you see right now, it doesn't, like, it— I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it's like, okay, what about 15 games yeah. in? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to sustain that?
1: Yeah. Which is why I think Michael Bunting is able to, and I don't think he's going to give away to a top six position once he gets it. I, I don't really think so. don't. Yeah. yeah. That's I, where,
0: yeah, that's where I thought, that's why I think he's a great rookie of the year bet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he was on the fourth line before. I don't know if the lines moved at all. I haven't checked, but like, this I just felt like he was going to take that spot from McKeough eventually. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. and it, obviously it's unfortunate to happen like what happened to McKeough. But in my like when I thought about the Leafs roster, I always had Bunting on that second line, and I like. Same here. And and if that means that McKeough will go on the third line, like between Engvall and, and McKeough on that third line with Coffin I think Engvall actually complements them better. Just because I think he's a little bit faster, and I think that speed might work better with Coffin than with. And he can I think he can score better too, but whatever. Um, I think that might work better with that line than Mikheyev. But we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I
0: agree. I agree. We'll Any other thoughts on this line up here?
2: Uh, love, we'll love see Wayne what happens Simmons. night one.
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, it sucks that Matthews isn't playing. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, so who's taking a spot on the power play then? That's the other thing. Uh, that's a good point. I, didn't, uh, I, uh, I haven't seen power play
2: lines. Uh,
0: check David Alter's Twitter
2: actually right now. Right now, Daily Faceoff says Richie,
0: Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Morgan, Riley. So I guess it would be Richie, but they're going to use them at a different In sort of. In the bumper
1: and probably Marner and Nylander yeah, yeah, on the Yeah, they're going to move them around. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know what? That's a good chance for these guys who have been struggling on the power play. Mitch Marner, you know, maybe a different, yeah. completely different spot. And they get something going. Who knows? We'll what see. I
0: liked, actually, last closing thought from the preseason. Saturday, Scott Sabrin, who we're all familiar with, was with the Leafs organization last year. Was running around a little bit. Didn't like a hit on... Stutzel from Justin Hole decided to take exception with him. What I really liked when I saw Wayne Simmons stepping in there, getting after Scott Sabrin. It reminded me a lot more of Wayne Simmons from the beginning of last year, playing with that edge and that intensity, than from when, you know, the second half of the year when he was really inconsistent. So, I mean, you might not love Wayne Simmons' skill set, you might not love his skating, but he brings that edge to this team, and he's not going to let anyone mess around. And, you know what, occasionally he's gonna put the puck in the net. Like he did Saturday, he had a primary assist there to Nick Ritchie, who, you know, just keeps scoring putting everything in front of the net. <laughs> which we love to see.
1: Which oh, yeah. we love to see. Yeah, I really uh, like that. On oh. that
0: note, like the game before that against Montreal, like did Montreal was the game plan just don't defend the front of the net? Yeah, I don't know. Preseason maybe. Yeah. Because that's if, the
1: one thing they did pretty well in the playoffs. So I Which don't is know. crazy. Yeah.
0: Because when you look at it, like the, the Tavera's assist to um Brendan Minnell, he steps in front of the net, and it's just like nobody's there. Even Nick Ritchie's goals, it was just like he just kind of took a step back, and it was like nobody decided to touch him. Like, all right. (laughs) It's free real
1: estate. Quick interjection here. Um, So my fantasy draft for everyone, who I'm sure would love to hear this. Let's go. Went McDavid, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Kucherov. I had the fifth pick. I just took Austin Matthews. Easy. Done.
0: Easy. That's great. it's been cooler to do like before. So then when people had their fantasy drafts, they'd be able to, but yeah, the ah, season starts tomorrow. This is the last opportunity.
1: Yeah, I so. know. But, but I mean, it, no, we'll see. Maybe some people will be drafting tomorrow or Wednesday and they can hear some over under calls from us later, but transitioning Yeah. onwards,
0: I guess. So let us know when you have that yeah. second pick coming up. I'm curious to I see would be available there, but moving on, um, so Adam Brooks, we kind of touched on that already though, right? Yep. Yep. So mid-season adjustments. What do you project the Leafs are going to have to address
1: by the trade deadline? I I hate to say this because like everyone's kind of like, wow, David Kampf might be good. I still think third line center is a massive possible upgrade point for the Leafs. I think, you know, I like Kerfoot again if he has to slide into that spot, but I've been saying we we can do better, right? We can yeah. do better. and. I really think this is the year to, this is not a Felino splash. Like make the actual splash, get w- somebody who's going to be a yeah. total, total difference maker. And that doesn't have to be a, a rental, right? Like I would love to get a guy who has an extra year in the mold of Tampa Bay, you know, the, and if that means honestly, moving a top end prospect, like Nick Robertson, for example, if they have, to, if they can get a guy with term on a retained salary, that is going to be an actual difference maker, not a Nick Felino level. Like I'm talking Blake Coleman level yeah, or above or above, right?
0: The big thing also with having that guy that has an extra year on his deal is that like if you bring a guy like Nick Felino and the hope was, okay, we resign, we re-sign him afterwards, but it's like that's not a guarantee. You don't know what that number is going to be after that. Like it could be an inflated number like we saw with Nick Felino. Like when you have the situation like Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau, they had those guys locked in for less than a million dollars. Yeah. What a steal. Exactly. What a cap they, they, efficiency. Knew.
1: they knew that they were going to be steals. Crazy. Not let's possibly sign Felino. Then he wants $4 million or whatever like mm-hmm. that. And then, then that's it doesn't crazy. help you at all. It hurts you. So,
0: yeah, that's crazy. Um, I'm thinking possibly defense mm-hmm. could be something to look at. Maybe Justin whole spot right. to move him down depending on how the kids do. But that to me is a really big wait and see, but it's just like a, You know, you can't guarantee that the defense is gonna be awesome. You can't guarantee that Logren and Sandin are gonna be a terrific pairing. It'll be a wait and see, and that's where it's like, okay, you could add a second pairing defenseman there. Maybe a little guy that's in Texas. (laughs) Stanley Cup Finals experience. John Klingberg. Uh, Oh yeah, for sure.
1: I I I really I don't know if it'll depend on how Dallas is. I think Dallas is gonna be a big bounce back team this year.
0: Sorry, I had to yawn. I'm still trying to get it out. It's not working. But um, goaltending is still kind of a question there, in my opinion. Hudobin, and Hudobin's uh, a very, very good goalie when you have to play him 30 to 35 games a year. But it's a starting goalie, plus um, their backup being Braden Holtby, who's not coming off the greatest five years in a row. Ben Bishop, I have not. I have no idea what's going on there. I, I don't even know if he's playing yet which he's been off for a full year, so how good is he going to be there? Some question mark, but yeah, they do have a solid team. They got ravaged by injuries and such last year, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me to see them in the playoffs, but I could see them also being on the other end of it.
2: Is Jake Onger not playing for them at all? No, no he's, he's in the, the minors. Wait, in uh, the
0: last episode.
1: He's on, wait,
2: what did you no, say? No, sorry, he's, he's he in the a, minors. Yeah, oh, okay,
0: sorry, yeah. sorry. He sorry, didn't yes. know what waiver-exempt was. Oh, oh okay, yes, 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 time. sorry,
2: yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember that now,
1: yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. I, I, I like... The, the idea of grabbing another defenseman, mm-hmm. even if it's not a hall level, like I talked about last time, you know, as you said, if the kids don't work, maybe out, yeah, as you maybe said, it's Troy Stetcher yeah. or something like that, yeah,
0: and then that's where like you might have to move Hole out because it's like Hole's a decent defenseman, let's get like he's yeah. a pretty good defenseman, right? And he's got a year, another year at two million dollars, maybe yeah. a team like who's not going to be great this year, but is more so looking to push for playoffs next year, such as maybe something like Detroit or Ottawa, um, maybe Columbus. They could take on someone like that. Um, I don't know who we would take from any of those teams, but just a thought in my head kind of thing. But, yeah, already looking towards trade deadline. But but it's worth thinking about, right? Of course, Yeah. yeah. So... It'll be interesting. Yeah, I,
2: I think you guys highlighted the two major points of like a second line slash third line right second slash third right D who's like experienced, like good, like is, be- is better is more than just a bottom six like uh, a five six pairing. More than man. just a,
0: like a bus rider yeah, kind of thing. exactly yeah, and it's just there that yeah. actually like more comes in and makes mm-hmm, an impact
2: mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, right. Like, like if we're gonna like. Use like former Leafs players as an example, like someone better than Zach Bogosian. Like we, like ba- Zach exactly. Bogosian would be like, I would want something more than him. But yeah, yeah like
0: Bogosian is fine. Mm-hmm, I like a little bit more. Exactly. That's where yeah. last season I really felt like, like Bogosian was did what he needed to do here. He was solid. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen them start. Great. This is a great radio. <laughs> it sounds awesome. <clears throat> I would have liked to have seen them start with Timothy Logren in that spot, and then address that position later. So let's get real. Like, it doesn't matter who the third pairing right D was going to be. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and then address that at the deadline and go out and get someone like Zach Bogosian for what's going to cost like a fourth, fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, we did what we did. We Guaranteed having him on the team, and uh, it ended the way it ended.
2: The the only major move I see us making is a third line left winger. I don't see us making it. I, I, I don't know. That's that's my my guess. And the only part of the reason why I say that is because we don't have that much. Capital. Or even just a, a left winger, yeah, that,
0: that a left be, winger that, can that play could anywhere. play on the second yeah. line as well, yeah, or even the first line. There's no guarantees Nick Ritchie works out. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I
1: still think you're underrating how easy it would be for them to clear some cap at the deadline.
2: I'm, I'm not saying that they, I'm like I, I could see them upgrading on what Kerfoot is like as like the left winger who could yeah. also play center. Maybe he gets paid four and a half million instead of three and a half, shedding Engval and uh, Kerfoot or McKayev and Kerfoot. You you can get to that right, so
0: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking this year when I watch Leafs games, I'm just going to go full urban mire, but like not in a whoa, ho- whoa, not in a what horny d- way. Like <laughs> in a in a way like when if something be- oh, negative okay. happens towards the Leafs, I'm just going to like fall down and die. <laughs> just like you know, oh. Wow. Parting wo- sorry. TV's on. John Gruden just got fired. That's a little bit Holy uh, cow. crazy, but moving wow. on. We want to get into the um, TSN top
1: 50 list. Let's get into Let's it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So, can I I I just Go ahead. My second round pick in my fantasy draft, yeah, that I just made is the guy I think is the number 1 snub on the top 50 list for yes for TSN. Mark Stone? No, Alex DeBrinket. Oh. I'm really surprised I'm going to get started right away. I'm really surprised DeBrinket didn't make this list when I'm looking at some of the guys at the end of the list. I think he's being a little disrespected, honestly.
0: Nikolai Ehlers.
1: I think he's better than... I don't even think... uh, What about Seth Jones? Like, how is Seth Jones on there? I like Jake Gensel. I think he's also super underrated, but I think DeBrinket's better than him. I think DeBrinket's also better than Gabriel Landeskog, personally. Wow. So that's the first guy I'm stamping my flag on. When I look at a guy like Kyle Connor, ranked 34, who I really like, really, is he that much better than Alex DeBrinket? No, I think they're... They're There's the similar anything, player. Yeah. On. they're, yeah, like the they're s- very
2: similar. I, I give the edge to the cat though. The You're thing right.
1: about this list overall, because we're not going to say the whole list is 50 guys. We're not going to go through it. It seems to have a bias towards a lot of the Canadian teams. Yes. Yeah, I'd say so. But that's my first flag plant I wanted to make at the start. Okay. What do you think about that?
0: Um, I, I mean, yeah. In terms of him being top 50, I think like having Nikolai Yehlers over to Alex Nubrinkat like. Is it, uh, yeah i think it's a little bit of a canadian bi- canadian team bias there um I was interested to see Anze Kopitar like i didn't pay attention to some of these that that much to some of these teams that especially didn't make the playoffs and were out in the west there like how how good was Anze Kopitar this year I actually
2: he was he was good
1: he was pretty, he he was was pretty good was year i don't know if he's still a top, top 50, 50. 50 player that might be a reputation thing right yeah
0: that's possible there as well um, Jack Eichel being number 35 on this list, I would say no, simply because I don't think he's going to play very much at all this year.
1: Yeah. but well, I think like, if he did, he'd be way he'd higher. He'd be like right? a top so 10. It's, so it's like, why is he even on this list at all? Yeah, you know? I, I would,
0: I would do an asterisk beside that name kind of thing. Like, I think people are forgetting how good Jack Eichel is Yeah. simply because he didn't play, play. much at all last yeah. year and he's been wasted in Buffalo, but. There was a time it was a heavy debate between him and Matthews in terms of like who's the better player. Absolutely, I think that should still hold true. It's just Jack Eichel's getting blackballed by the.
2: It's crazy that he still hasn't been
1: traded. Honestly, that's just it's crazy. That's uh, sad.
2: If you got to feel bad for him, I feel terrible for him. He just wants to get like a surgery. That's crazy, and he's not allowed to. It's sad. Oh well.
0: It's crazy. I don't know anything about that, but crazy that there's that much of a dispute between mm-hmm. the two. Um, one thing I want to point out here, Adam Fox just won the Norris. Okay? Norris Trophy winner. Yeah. Best defenseman in the NHL. USA named their, their three players that are locked to make the team. He was not one of them. Nope. He's on this list at number 23. Did this, like, I'm from this list, I see a lot of, like, recency bias and yet number 23 is the Norris trophy winner like victor hedman is 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 at number 7 16 spots ahead of him but adam fox won the norris like that's just crazy like i understand victor hedman did probably was playing with some injuries last year like between the two of them i would probably pick victor hedman right right now but a 16 point gap between the two when Adam Fox just had the better season,
1: it's I don't know. <laughs> like, well, what about Kale McCarr and him? Why is Kale McCarr it, They're on yeah, eleven I, spots higher than Adam. That Fox? as
0: well. Him at number twelve. That's crazy. Like
2: I, I think for both those Adam Fox, or sorry, for Kale McCarr and um, Victor Hedman, it's just the exposure that they get because they play on such like the like, the best teams in the NHL. Colorado and Tampa are like top three teams in the NHL. I think. These, New York's
0: not a big enough market for.
2: I, you? I guess not. Because that's the only reason I see why he would get disrespected. Because if you look at like they they like what pl- the people who write this article value in defensemen is like kind of different from what we value. We like to look at like I don't want to pay too much. Uh, get get too much into that, but we t- like to look at models. We like to look at a bunch of different things other than just our eye. But Adam but, Fox also had a ton of points. Exactly. That's what I was, that's what I was getting yeah. to. Is Adam Fox had the points. Adam Fox had had like passed the eye test. He was he had great plus minus numbers. Great power play. Great power play. numbers was great all around. It's just I think it's just maybe it's market. I don't I don't even know.
1: It's in the biggest market, right? So it's yeah. like.
0: Is the most valuable team in the NHL.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like here, here's. He doesn't get any bigger than that. A jumping off point I want to continue with that is like, again, I think Mark Shifley's a good offensive player. We In our Olympic preview, we had him as an extra forward on the team. Yeah. And he, so that would be the 13th best Canadian forward, but he's the 20th best player in the NHL. He's ahead of Mark Stone. Who would, no offense, who would take Mark Shifley over Mark Stone?
0: Like, unless you have power play deficiencies, like...
1: Not. The, after him, Stone, Sebastian Ajo. That's weird. After Sebastian Ajo, Adam Fox. Those three players are all with, like, better than Mark Scheife. Yeah,
0: when you don't look at... When you're not watching a player every single night and you don't look at the analytics with regards to their defensive game, even their offensive game, and being able to split it between five on five and power play and how good the power play was, like, you kind of just, like... Things stick in your head, I feel like. And the whole idea that Mark Scheifele watches 10,000 hockey games a day, I feel like sticks in with these older writers and they think that he's this defensive guru kind of thing. But in reality, he's the opposite.
1: Yeah, he's terrible like, <laughs> defensively. I think it's starting to swing now. He's like outwardly poor defensively, even when you just watch with your eyes. Like, yeah. So I don't know. His last back check was just Jake Evans and knocking and him into him. tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I just... I, I think know. he's a good player. I think he deserves to be on the list. I would have him closer to where John Tavares is personally. John yeah. Tavares is 40th on the list. Yeah. I still think John Tavares might be an overall better player than Mark Shifley. I yeah. think Shifley's way better as a in terms of pure score, speed, skill right now, but John Tavares is an overall player. Yeah. They're more, probably way more complete similar. game, yeah. 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 John Tavares. I have, I have more if you guys. Yeah, I've got another I'd, one. Go Joe, get in there.
0: Roman Yossi at 31. Weird. This is one of the best defense in the league. I feel like this is just a recency bias. Like thinking, Oh, they, I, and I, I heard some of the reasons why they didn't put Saros on this list as well. Oh, he's in Nashville. It's not that good of a team. They're not going to be that good next year. It's like, okay, but like, is Roman Yossi just going to fall off a cliff then with the Nashville? I don't presidents? think Nashville
1: is going to be as, as terrible. Like they'll probably still be a middle pack team, right? Yeah, like, they're not going to, bo- I don't think they're going to bottom out. Do you think they're going to bottom out? No,
0: I I wonder if they do the same thing they've done for the past two years, which where is just, they bought him out the beginning of the year and then, and then yeah. straight up from there. They've done that two years in a row. It's been kind of weird, but I don't know what if Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne finally figure it out kind of thing. I mean, COVID does funny things to people, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I felt that was really like, when did he win a Norris? Was it two years ago? Two years ago. And he dropped 20 spots, even though he, he had a, Decent year. Pretty good year. I think
1: that's just like, again, not watching him play. Like, last year he was top 10 because he won the Norris. And now he didn't win the Norris. Had a pretty similar season, actually. Yeah. And now he's not in the top 30 anymore.
0: Some of these older writers, just the stuff that I'm seeing, like, out of Edmonton with Duncan Keith. Like, Jim Matheson tried to reason. It's like, oh, someone was saying, like, Duncan Keith is is trash. He's a bottom-pairing defenseman now. And and Jim Matheson was like, oh, is that why – he was named one of the top 100 players of all time.
1: <laughs> okay, sure. So all was right, dude. so was like, Joe Thornton.
0: So was Wayne Gretzky. You wanted yeah. me to get him on skates as well. Yeah. Like, Duncan Keith was a very good defenseman. Was he has gotten older, just like the rest of us, Jimmy. Like I don't know. <laughs> like that was that was it was, a, it was such a weird argument to defend having Duncan Keith on on the Oilers, but. Anyways, any other placings in this?
2: I have I have a fun one. There's a a a, a list of four defensemen in yeah, a row yeah. of young good defensemen. You guys tell me how you would rank them individually, okay? Going in alphabetical order, we're gonna have Charlie McAvoy, Quinn Hughes, Shea Theodore, Mayor Heiskanen. Are
1: you asking how? It's kind of crazy
0: how? how th- yeah, all these guys are.
2: They're all ranked the same. They're all they're they're thirty six to thirty nine. Was it just like I one, two, feel three, like? Oh, uh,
0: we we haven't put in a defenseman in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's honestly that's <laughs> probably what is w-
2: what it was. But how would you guys rank those those three? And like, do it in this. Do it as like, for example, I think X guy is the like tier them right. So like X guy is like way above the rest. I think Y and Z are close together, and then uh, F is at the very bottom. He shouldn't even be like talking. I
0: think Charlie McAvoy should be a lot higher. Yeah. I think he's a very underrated Absolutely. defenseman for sure. Um, having him below Quinn Hughes a little bit weird. No, like...
1: Yeah. That was one of the things I pointed out. I have no idea how Quinn Hughes is ahead of Charlie McAvoy. I'm almost shocked Quinn Hughes is even on this list to Agreed. begin with. I really like Quinn Hughes. I liked him coming out of the draft. I liked his rookie year. He was one of the worst defensemen in the league last year. Yeah, Defensively, yeah.
2: He got shelled in, in, in his own zone.
1: So, he I don't know how he's really year. on this list. I, I, would ha- I would have Shea Theodore and Charlie McAvoy as the clear one-two. Yes. in yeah. just a small... Smidgen underneath. Below, because mm-hmm. yeah. he's just kind of been really good in the playoffs, and then his regular seasons have kind of just been, like, okay. in neutral. Yeah. But I could see him also being the best of all of these guys. I think his ceiling, offensively and defensively, is the highest of all of these guys. Mm-hmm. But I think Quinn Hughes right now, for sure, is the worst of those guys.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It should not be ahead of McAvoy. I didn't even realize. That. I didn't Ooh. even piece that together. Um, so,
2: Yeah, go on. Do you, like... Wait, uh, okay. This is a homer take, but Morgan Riley compared to Quinn Hughes. No, nah, I still, take still, Quinn you'd Hughes. still, but like, yeah. you'd still take Quinn Hughes. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's actually good on the power play. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Ew. <laughs> just wondering, so just, you just have wondering. two guys who are not great defensively and good offensively. And one's good on the power play. You take I'll take that. I'll take
0: play. The
2: guy. Yeah, the that's fair.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Agreed. Um, any other surprises in this list here?
1: I like hero Kaprazov a lot. That's way too high. Way too 26 high. is way too high. Yeah. He's, like for example, are you are you taking Kaprazov or Matt Barzell? Like I would take Matt Barzell easily. So right? uh, again, it's like the flashy
0: play. Like Karel Kaprizov put up what fifty one points in fifty seven games last year. Yeah. Did I nail that? It's in uh, front of me. I can't I even find him. So Twenty six. Yeah. the twenty sixth best player in the league. He put up fifty one points in fifty five games last year. But a lot of it was really flashy sort of plays. Yeah. So that's where it sticks in your head, and you're just like. Oh, yeah, that guy has to be in the top 30 at least, right? But, yeah, Kirill Kaprizov over even Zabanajad has a 40-goal season under his belt, Barzal. Yeah. Alex Petrangelo is an absolute horse on defense there. Doggy Hamilton. Elish Peterson, I'm a little bit surprised how high he is considering how he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Injuries, though. He's a good yeah. player. Injuries, yes.
1: But also, I think he was overrated last season. Yeah. There was a conversation on Twitter that me and Joe are familiar with about him being better than Austin Matthews. That's not uh, That real. was funny.
0: That's not correct. That's not true. Not at all. But
1: Yeah. And then Seth Jones shouldn't be on this list. Sorry. Yeah.
0: No, not at all.
2: Okay, I think I think that's just a respect thing throw the guy on the list cuz he just got paid 9 million dollars, but Yeah, he not definitely Not even. Shouldn't it's be on again,
0: dumb guy brain. You see a tall guy that's pretty good at skating, make some flashy plays here and there but like in terms of numbers he's uh ooh I'm curious to see how that looks in Chicago there like
2: it could be ugly What about John Carlson?
0: Um he's just one of the best power play defensemen
2: yeah. in the league so What about him? That, he's on he's scared. 41
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fair? fair. Okay. Fair. Yeah, he's not the best defensive defenseman mm-hmm. but like in terms of he's just pure pure offense, right? Yeah. Why
2: why does the NHL like not the NHL, but the the, the writers of the NHL just hate Dougie Hamilton at thirty two? Do we feel like that's too low? Do where feel he, like- where should
1: he I, be? Like it's like he's the fourth or fifth defenseman on the list. Right? Oh, yeah, it would, it goes yeah it goes Hedman, Makar, Fox, Petrangelo, Yossi Hamilton. Fair. I just kind feel like reasonable. Mayb- maybe 32 just feels low
2: and like, yeah, maybe they just, may- maybe this list just all, clearly this list values forwards a lot more than defensemen. But it's interesting to think about how you would rate forwards in comparison to defensemen If you were to rate all the players in the NHL, right?
0: Like who would you rather have Patrick
2: Kane or Dougie Hamilton? Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane yeah. right now. Yeah. Patrick, Kane.
0: like he can still put up a hundred mm-hmm. points, Patrick Kane. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, or but
2: Elias Peterson or, or Doug. I know we talked about Peterson being too high, yeah. but,
0: Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah that is, uh. Yeah. when you put it that way. A good one, what,
2: <laughs> it's what, a, about, what about what Mika Zibanejad or Matt Barzell versus Dougie
1: Hamilton? I'd rather have Matt Barzell, probably. Interesting. I still think a forward makes more impact than a D That's in true. the NHL. Just it has to be the yeah.
2: correct forward. It can't be Curl over. I feel like also they dox piercing. Barzell
0: because his point total is not going to be that, that high this year. But, mm-hmm. like, why, if he's still a fantastic player, like, why would you dox him just based on, like, how the overall points is going to be? Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a weird, I don't know. Like, is this a top points list or is it the best players yeah. list?
1: Right? So, that's where you have to... Uh, also, like, no offense. Some of the people they they surveyed, like, I love the guys on Overdrive. They say yeah. they're not watched They didn't watch anyone out of the Canadian division last year. They said it many times. Like, you know, we didn't see that much of Pittsburgh this year. We didn't see that much of uh, yeah. Anaheim or mm-hmm. L.A. So, you're right. These guys didn't watch every single game, which is mm-hmm. fair. And My- if you're not big into analytics, then and you haven't watched them. Like, what are you what
2: basing are you off of, yeah. It's just off of reputation That's I at thought, that like, point.
0: Yeah, the Norris and the Selkie were such fraud trophies this year. Even though a very good defensive player won it in in uh, Barkov. Or, yeah, it was Barkov and, and Adam Fox. I'm surprised the, the correct players won it. Mm-hmm. However, some of these writers, it's like, you haven't watched 80% of the league. Like, what are you basing some of these votes on? Like, yeah. Just drawing out of a hat? Are you texting your buddy? Who should I vote for? Like, thought it was a little bit weird. But anyways, as always, these lists, ton of debate. Um, I guess that's why you put them out. You're not going to yeah. please everyone when you put out stuff
2: like this. But my last, I just have one more, one last thought. Patrice Bergeron last year was 30th. He's 25 on the list. He is 36 years old. How does he do it? Yeah, he's a beast. How does he do it?
1: He's a monster. He's a monster.
2: Good um, For him, <laughs>
0: yeah, like somehow gets better with age, in yeah. The 30s, Yeah,
2: age like a fine wine.
0: Him and uh him and Marshawn got a question. What's uh, what's in the water in yeah. Boston? Hmm. Investigate maybe, Boston,
2: maybe they're chilling with uh, Manny Ramirez. Was it Ramirez?
0: Well, Ramirez did a ton of drugs, yes. Peyton Manning, they're on that Peyton Manning diet, yeah. maybe. Um, or sorry, Pey- alleged Peyton Manning's wife's diet. My yes, apologies, correct. I should correct myself there. Um, all right. I think anything, any other closing thoughts on the TSN top 50 list? I think that's all. That was my last thought. Yep. That was all I had.
1: It's always a good talking point.
0: Yeah. Carey price at 43, but I, I don't want to talk about that. Hopefully Carey price gets better. Yeah. All the best. To all the best to him. That's, uh, it's sad, but great to see a guy, you know, reaching out and using the support system that, uh, the NHL has in place. So, um, moving on, um, Do we want to get into some over-unders or?
2: Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: I have them written down here. Let's – I'll get into an unconventional one. Mm. So these are based on Dom LeCision from The Athletic, right? His projections that he has here. So my first one that I'm going to go with, off the beaten path, not one of the big four, Travis Dermott, games played, 77
2: this year.
1: Interesting. Uh, I would say under. Under. I, I, I also don't know if like he'll even come close to that. To be honest. Yeah.
2: And I feel like that's this was also done before we knew yeah. that Lilligan was. So yeah. I'm gonna go way under. Way under. I'd
1: close. I'd smash that. It, I think a better line is probably 55. 50. Yeah. 50. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, second one off the bat, McKeever goals slash shooting percentage, um, and that is at
1: really should have done this a lot better. 11. 11 goals? 11 goals. Over an 82, I think, from what we thought he was going to play, he would have got gone over that. Now, with the injury and the lineup questions, I'm going to say under. I'm going to yeah, that's the right answer. Under, yeah. Oh, thank you. You thought he was going to really
0: make itself up in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. kind
1: of thing. I think he would have had enough opportunity and played with the right players where he could have scored 12 yeah. to 15 mm-hmm. goals. This
0: it's a 7.4% year. shooting percentage.
1: But so now you're saying under, I'm going to say under now w- with the missing games and possibly the missed opportunity for him. Now I'm going to say under. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, will Justin Hole be in the top four by the end of the year?
1: Yes. Minutes yes. wise. Yes. Yes. If right. we're talking about pure... I, I really don't think they see that as, a, as yeah. a spot that they're trying that hard to... Replace. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So let's get into more of the fun players hey. now. Austin Matthews, 54
1: goals. Over. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say under. I think you, Over, even, under 50. I'm going to say over. I'll well, say he gets 50 or 51. And I, right. I hope he gets way more, obviously. But I I don't know how much he's going to miss to start the year. I think it might be more than three games. You know, if he misses ten I games, think I still be take. Really careful with it, which is especially smart. after yeah. what
0: happened last year. Do you remember last year after the injury? came he, After he came back from the injury, he didn't shoot the puck for like a month. Yep, but found other ways to score, score. goals. Uh, he did. That's how nasty he is. <laughs> um, Mitch Marner over under ninety four points. Way
1: over. I think he cracks over. 100. I'm gonna say under because I think he's gonna play a little less this year. Over under eighty eight really? points. Over. I'm gonna say high eighties, low nineties. I'm
2: saying he cracks a hundred. And so a full over, 80, if he over doesn't
1: 88, get, under 94? Yeah, it's a good
2: middle.
0: Yeah, I say 92. I like that one as well.
2: I think if he doesn't get hurt, if he plays a full 82 games,
1: he's going to get 100 over, points. Over,
0: uh, wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. He will get 100 points eventually in a season. All right. Guaranteed. Just has to play a full one. That's when he, it. Whenever they play a full season. Like Pretty much, I think that's almost guaranteed that he'll
2: do that. Like I think every, every year he, he has a chance to win the uh, the scoring title. Like, I'll... Uh, uh, Okay, McDavid wins it every year. If McDavid gets hurt, like, Marner is one of the, the few that has a chance to actually get it. Okay. Yeah, it makes for sense. For points.
0: Uh, William Nylander. Over under 62 points.
1: I think all of us will say over, probably. Like, is that crazy to oh, say? Oh, no. Not at all. But I also think, like, that that's still high because he's, I don't know how much he's going to play. But the fact that he's now playing first power play, which will probably mean more power play minutes I for think him, he's going to stick there all year. That's it. That's is, it is why I think he'll mm-hmm. get over. That's it right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah.
0: high sixties, low seventies. I think that would be
1: a really successful. Year Every
0: single him. year, it's like he shows flashes of being able to put up high, like eighties point per game kind of numbers. When you look at the last eight games or seven games of the regular season, he had a goal a game. When you look at the playoffs, he was the best offensive player on the on the team. But it's like there was a gray part in the and even the beginning of last year, he was a rock star in that first game against Montreal. Yeah. Every time he touched the puck, it was going in the back of the net in some way, shape, or form. But then after that, what happened? The next like ten games, he didn't score.
1: Well, that's just the he type. He played of, well. That's the type of player he, he well. is, though, right? Was, yeah. A lot of guys. He, he's. I always compare him to Nikolai Ehlers. Like these guys run hot and they also run cold. It's yeah. Just, just how it works. Do you
0: remember there was a game against Vancouver? I believe the Leafs lost five three or five two or something like that. I had two minutes of highlights of just William Nylander getting chances. He ended the game with zero points.
1: Yeah, it happens. It's insane. But I also think another thing that could work against him for that number would be how long is Matthews out, and how long does that mean he's playing with Kerfoot instead of John Tavares?
0: Yeah, that could. I just hope to see like, cons- like more not consistency because he is consistent. He does put forth. A strong game each night, night in, night out, night in and night out, and it's shown in the calculations of his expected goals. However, I want to see more consistency in terms of putting forth a high level, like mm-hmm. as I as I showed in the numbers, between fifty and fifty-nine percent expected goals for money every single night. Seventy percent of the nights he's that, which is crazy. It's very high. However, when it comes to sixty to seventy percent, he's on the lower end in terms of high uh, offensive players. Hopefully, he can kick it up a little bit this year. Yeah, It's not to say William Nylander isn't a good player. Fantastic player. And I'm saying this because he has the skill set to do it. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So over 62 for sure. What about over under 70? Under. 70 Uh,
1: points is a lot more than people think. People are desensitized because we have two guys who score 90 to 100. (laughs) But like 70 points is probably is is top 40, 30, 30 to 40 in the league. Yeah, it is. His career
2: 82 game average is 43 points in a season, and that's pretty much what? been... Or sorry, even oh. strength. Even strength. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Even strength points. So what's
1: that?
2: Full. So uh, full, it's 60. 60 even. Yeah, that's... That's pretty know. much what he is. is it, so let's... Uh, I see... He takes a step. Yeah. 70? Over under 70? It'd be close. It'd be yeah. close. I think if it if it hits over, it'd be like by a hair. 71, 60, 72. Yeah. I think at least yeah.
0: 65 for me yes. is, the, is yeah. the goal for William Nylander kind of thing. Um. What about over under twenty seven goals? William
2: Nylander. He did score thirty one goals before in a season. So I'm gonna in say in short, a season. I'm, I'm gonna say
1: slightly under. Slightly under. Yeah. Under twenty seven.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: I think. Uh, let's go over. He I, gets, think, he gets I think. I think he hits hot thirty. We, yeah.
0: I think he hits thirty.
2: Let's do it. Um. He just catches a hot streak and and does it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Some other ones here. That I had, uh, Nick Ritchie over under, I lost him,
1: 36 points. Uh, I'm going to say over because starting the year on the first power play and playing with the top line. I swear Joe Thornton had a point every other game average. Joe Thornton Thornton full season probably would have hit 36, like if you extrapolate his numbers. I want to see what he had. And Joe Thornton couldn't – Almost forty years old. Joe Thornton had twenty points in forty four games, which almost equals to exactly thirty six over an eighty two game sample. Yeah, so over under
0: seventeen goals.
1: Wow, that's That's a lot. I think under. I think it'll it'll be more of a like a fifteen goals twenty seven assist season type thing.
0: I for me, he's pretty good at digs. I'm not. I'm. uh, I was gonna say twenty and ten. I don't think that's correct at all. I think twenty. I think he hits twenty and. Yeah, I think a forty-point season is with well within Nick Ritchie's range if yeah. he gets if he continues to get that opportunity with Matthews Marner. But
1: if he gave you fifteen and twenty, would you be disappointed? No, no well, I think that would be really solid. No, why not? Yeah. I think that would be really solid. So I'm glad we seem to be on the same page. Yeah,
0: interesting. A little bit too much uh,
1: drinking the Kool Aid, eh? Yeah. Well, oh, I said something. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, and then. Uh, more starts by the end of the year Mrazic
1: or Campbell? Wow, that's such a good question. That is such a good question. So, if you had to set odds of this, it would be favored to, towards Jack Campbell. Yeah, obviously. but very
2: very I think they'd be very Jack Campbell slim.
0: gets the first start of the year, I think he's right now the preference just because he was there last year kind of thing. Do you have a do you have an answer?
1: Cuz I have a I have a counter that will make it a little tougher.
0: I think that? Peter Mrazic by
1: the end of the year. So here's so are you saying Mrazic starts more of the games than Campbell? Yes. Wow. Wow. I was gonna set it like thirty-seven and a half starts for Morazic over under that.
0: Uh, over. Wow. I Jason. like. I don't
2: even. know. I, it's gonna be so tight. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just thinking. How? I wonder how are they just gonna alternate every game? Is that what they're gonna do? I, I don't believe. Know. They even no, right I mean, now. I believe. So, so yeah. well,
0: it's a back to back to start. True. If I were a Betting, man, I think Campbell starts the Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if Campbell craps the bet in the first game and Mrazic is Plays solid. Yeah. Do they go to Mrazic? Do they play the hot hand kind of thing like they would in, in minor hockey? It'll be interesting to see because it's solely based off of coaches' Perform- preference. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say performance.
0: The coach's preference on okay. this one. Okay. Do they try to stick to, hey, let's lean off the workload for – and try to give it more, so and maybe favor one goalie a little bit more, or are they just going to so if one goalie's hot, you stick with them and they get all the starts? I think it's more so gonna, going to be what the goalies are saying and mm-hmm. what the coaches are saying. Wow! Interesting.
2: So, if as you're a goalie, as a goalie, how do you feel about alternate? Like, would you rather alternate every game or have like kind of a no, stretch? As a goalie, you want to be in every single every night. single game as a yeah.
0: goalie. Yeah. However, from what we've seen, I mean with these goalies that are starting 75 games and then going into the playoffs, it's a lot on you mentally. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not as mentally sharp as you could be. Like you're, you're you hate to be taken out of the net. Yeah. You want to be in there 24 seven, but is that the best thing for you? Like when it comes in terms of your longevity, like when you think about even Mitch Marner, he obviously wants to play 25 minutes a night. Is that the best thing for him though? And that's where the coaching staff has to take a step in and say, no, like, like you have to almost protect them from mm-hmm. themselves, from themselves. Yeah. yeah, on this one and, you know, step in and do what's best. Even if the player's not in love with it, you know, dial it back just uh, for their benefit.
1: That's right? really well said. Yeah, that's really, really well said.
2: This is kind of like a tangent. I, I don't even know what we're talking no, about. Right uh, no, we're, we're talking about goalies <laughs> and starting. I, I <laughs> like
1: talking about the goalie situation in general because we haven't touched on it that much. Yeah.
0: And because the Leafs have not had a situation like this
1: a long time.
0: Reimer, yeah. Reimer, Bernier is the last time. Yeah. But like, we, we, and that right. did not work out yeah. well, honestly. <laughs> like,
2: we don't want to bring up those.
0: That was kind of weird.
2: Um, But what I was thinking of is like, is it like as a, from a goalie perspective, would you rather play back to like, would you rather go alternate one game or would you rather kind of do like, stretches where like okay you get the first three you get the next three you get the net you know what i mean like where, whether it be three games five games like four games like how wh- what do you think like what would what do you think is better i'm for sorry goals? off
0: topic they're talking about john gruden and they have booger McFarland going absolutely not uh, booger McFarland hates john gruden so I'd, i would love to hear what we'll he's it. carving into him there we'll rewind it. but utterly shocking a football coach using racist and misogynistic language yeah not. <laughs> what was the question
1: again? Sorry, um,
2: I just
0: wanted to get. It was that more out of a phil- philosophical.
1: I like the philosophical yeah. nature of that. As just
2: like, would you like as from a goalie's perspective, would you rather play because like the, the idea behind goalies is that you get hot, you kind of get in your group, right? Would you rather play like three, four games in a row and then give the next three, four games to the, the other guy, or would you rather just go alternate like one, two? No, one, as two? a
0: goalie, you want to be in there seventy-five games a year. No, but, okay, but it th- would be th- that's more a- so the coaches mm-hmm. to have to step in and be like. Like you have three, four games in a row. Like the goalie's hot, you start him for those three, four in a games in a Mm -hmm. row. But then it's not you give him the reins and let him run. Yeah, you have to kind of step in once you know the performances aren't as sharp and they Mm -hmm. aren't as hot as they were before, and start to give it to the other guy. Yeah, and then see, and then if the other guy responds, then maybe he goes on a little run. He like, but then the thing also becomes from like just like the ideas are running right here, like. Does that mess up your groove? Yeah. And then like like Peter Mrazik and like Shaq Campbell have been for the past year kind of been starting every other game or starting multiple games in a row. Like does that sitting three, four games in a row mess up your groove and then you can't Maybe. rebound as mm-hmm. well as you would have hoped to? Like
2: just yeah. It's
0: it's honestly it's very philosophical and mm-hmm. there's no perfect answer to it. Like Yeah. I don't know. Like thinking back to it, like do the Maybe the, the Rangers get better results out of Hank if they didn't start him 70 games out of the year. Who knows? Like I, I it's it, there's no hard answer to it. Mm-hmm. There's just thoughts that we can kind of yeah. put out there to try to explain why they would pick one or the over, yeah. other. So, okay. Right?
2: La, la, okay, so first 20 games of the season, you're 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 the goalie, okay? And you're you're splitting it with me and the coach gives us gives you the option, you get final say. You either get Split every game. One, two, one, two. Or you get to do the four, three... No, I do game. one, two one, one two, two, one, two. Okay, 100%. interesting.
1: Because I think if you did three games a piece, like after, if you have a good three games, the, the other guy has a bad one. Like the guy think who about had the good three, anxiety three games run, will, will run mm-hmm. with it. Like, yeah, true.
0: Think about the anxiety behind that as well. Mm-hmm. Like three games, three games. It's like, oh man, if I don't have a good one here, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to see the net until next month. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's where... You might have to force the every other game to start mm-hmm. and then kind of let it run its course. Yeah. But definitely, you can't be given the heavy, heavy workload to one of the goalies.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: To which we thought Michael Hutchinson was going to get a claim episode, and he didn't. didn't. Interesting. So well, always nice to have him around. You
1: take that. You I'll take, those. take that. I don't think a lot of people are saying that about Michael Hutchinson. So, good.
0: He's one of the better third goalies in the league. And I think a lot of Leafs nation realized that, but it's he's one of the better
1: third goalies yeah. in the league.
0: I'm not comfortable with him being the backup to start the year like it was a couple years ago. However, third goalie,
3: let's go. We love it.
0: But now they got a log jam with the Marlies, so we'll 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 see see how that plays out there. But any other thoughts that we need to cover here? Let's Uh,
1: get going. I'm excited for the start of the season.
0: Oh, I am too. Can't wait. A little fresh blood in the lineup. I, I, I really can't wait to see what Richie and Bunting do. Can Richie I, Bunting, Ka, Ka, Kampf, and Kasha. Can I give you one cool.
1: one more over under? Yeah. Zach Hyman, 59 and a half points.
0: Uh, under, I'd say 55.
2: I'm going to go with the over just because I feel like he's probably. I think
0: he's going to end up in the 50s.
2: He's, he's going to get the Barry points where it's just the secondary assist to make, to, to one of Dreisler yeah. and McDavid, and they just skate the whole ice and score.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can <laughs> see that. I mean,. Tyson Berry led the league in in points, la- in mm-hmm. defenseman points last yeah. year, did he not? Yeah, yep. So I could see that, but I'm still saying in the
2: fifties. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, that makes sense. Fifty sixties right. around the, the range, though. So, yeah, it's gonna suck to not have him in the lineup, but I'm happy with what we did to replace him. Yeah, I'm happy with, with what they did in the off season. Started off feeling not so great. Shut up, Zach Hyman. Secured the bag. Ended up feeling great about the team. We feel great about the team now.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's going to be a fun night Wednesday.
0: Any other closing thoughts before we shut her down?
1: No, I'm excited. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Andre
2: Cache over 40 points. Um, No, I say under
0: Under? 35-ish. Yeah, under. Ah, 37. Worth
3: a shot. All All right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
1: Goalies, go.